Well, hey, everyone. I haven't done one of these intros in a little while, and I figured it was about time I hop back on here and say hello and that I am um, so thankful for all of my listeners, especially a lot of these new listeners that I know I've been getting. Welcome to this podcast. If you're new, um, thank you for tuning in, as well as to all my old listeners, or I guess my listeners who have been here since the start, you guys are the best. Um, Keep providing me feedback. I obviously I love hearing that, but also like do me a favor and start sharing it. I mean, since we're all on this little, uh, I don't know, a little bit of a quarantine spree or we have a little extra free time on our hands, uh, this is a great time for you all to uh, go and write me a review or share this podcast or catch up on some of the older podcasts if you haven't listened to all of the episodes. So that's uh, my little spiel. And as well as the other thing I wanted to add into this is if you have any graphic design needs or any website or logo design needs, autograph sheets, etc., I know that season's going to be coming up again soon. Um, please reach out to me as well as if you're in the Billings, Montana area or in a vicinity or if you really want to pay for me to travel to come see you. I will do that, guys. Like, uh, let's schedule some photo shoots. Um, I am still working and still making a living here. And so I would love to get to know some of you all as well as if you just want to reach out and say, hey, that you listen to this podcast, do you like what you hear? Or if you have any suggestions, as always, I love to hear those. Love to hear feedback. Love to hear how you're learning Um, from this podcast or how different aspects of this podcast has helped you. So please, 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 please provide that feedback. Um, Obviously, it helps me to improve this podcast. Um, And I'm kind of brainstorming some things for maybe new in the future. So stay tuned. And uh, let's jump into today's episode. She's got a heart of a fighter and she's falling for you. Head over heels for a broke down fool. Punch struck, love struck in black and blue. She's got a heart of a fighter and she's falling for you. Got a heart of a fighter and she's falling for. Hey, it's Kenzie and you're listening to Endorsed, the podcast series where we meet various professional and rodeo industry guests who will talk us through topics like social media, personal branding, how to grab the attention of sponsors, and so much more. So get ready for today's episode. All right, everyone. I am really excited um, for today's guest. I, You guys all know I love college rodeo and I've loved keeping up with that. And that's really um, when I was going to UW, I started going to a lot of the college rodeos around Wyoming um, and just kind of following the people that were uh, rodeoing about the same time that I was in school. And that was kind of where my love of it all started. But one person um, that I kind of met or had acquaintances with along the way is um, Brady Thurston. And I'm so excited to have him on as a guest today um, because he's also a listener of our podcast and um, gives me some great feedback. And so I wanted to bring him on and introduce you all to him and get some good like stories out of him. So, well, <laughs> how are you guys? All right. So Brady, you are a steer wrestler, a uh, Sal Bronk rider, team roper, and cap roper. Um, tell me, like, how did you get into all of it? Well, uh, kind of growing up, I grew up in a kind of large family. Uh, my sister, she's the oldest out of the group of us, and there's four of us total. And she was she was an all star. Uh, she won the the Wyoming State Goat Tying Championship four straight years every year of high school. And then she ended up going to college in Gillette and, you know, she, uh, pull bend, barrel race, breakaway rope, team rope, you know, everything that she could at the rodeos. Cause my dad's philosophy was always, you know, we're going to the rodeo. It's not like it's a 
just drive to town. We're entered in the local local deal. Why don't we enter as many events as we can? So mm-hmm. kind of uh, it just kind of trickled down from there. She entered everything that she could. It was excellent. You know, she won two world titles and was runner up one time in the college ranks. Go time. <clears throat> and then my other brother named Ace Thurston, he came along and rode uh, bareback courses and rode saddle brown courses and steer wrestled and, you know, dabbled in the calf roping a little bit and team roped and, you know, because that was just kind of always our family philosophy. We show up to the rodeo, shoot, let's, let's enter all the events. <laughs> so then I have another brother named Colby and he was just kind of, he just kind of wanted to be a calf roper and team roper. And that's kind of what he did. And when I was coming along, I was like, oh, shoot. So I tried bareback riding. I rode for probably a year and a half and I broke my wrists my junior year of high school. And, you know, that, that kind of put a damper on things. Ended up competing and, you know, missed out on nationals my junior year. And kind of my senior year, I was like, well, let's just kind of bronc ride, calf rope, bulldog, and team rope and see where that gets us. And ended up capturing an all-around title. And then uh, Drew Schrock there at CWC, uh, Central Wyoming College, was like, well, you're, you're pretty handy. You're pretty raw. We'll, we'll, take a, we'll take a flyer on you and see what we can do. And then I just kind of, I just carried all those events over to college. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know 2017, I want to say it was, you qualified in two different events, right? Yeah, I qualified to the uh, college finals and the bronc riding and steer wrestling. And well, about the only reason is I qualified outright in the bulldogging. And it was kind of the story of my college career. I, it came down to Laramie, which is usually the last college rodeo. Right. Uh, and I was always within shooting distance of making the college finals in the steer wrestling. Every year, it seemed like, well, you're, you've got a 180 the rodeo and you can make it, you know? <laughs> and for those that don't know what that means in our college system, uh, it goes 60 points. Uh, if you win the long round, you get awarded 60 points. And then if you win the short round, you get 60 points. And then if you win the average, you get 60 points. So, you know, <laughs> it's a pretty tall task to kind of go into the last rodeo. And it, it happened for about three years. And that sophomore year, I had a really good Laramie and ended up, I think, 180 in it and got to go to the college finals and did well enough in my other events to uh, be the reserve all around champion for the region and ended up getting to take the bronc riding as my secondary event. Oh, that's really exciting. And, uh, I guess with all that, like, what did you learn throughout those processes? I mean, um, you know, do, do you enjoy focusing on, or, I mean, you do so much, you know, as far as, um, being an all around athlete, like I'm sure your training has to be a lot different than others. Um, just because you're working on both and you're, you know, you're not necessarily focusing solely on one, um, event. What is, what have you learned from that? How have you done things a little differently maybe than most athletes? Uh, it just seems like, uh, I was reading an article in the pro radio news that you get from the PRCA if you're a member. And I was reading this article on Trevor Brazil, cause you know, he's the greatest all around champion ever, you know? And, uh, he was saying, you know, I steer, steer trip, calf rope and team rope. And it always seems like two events are solid and you're always working on one. So it always seemed like, uh, there at college, we'd bulldog twice a week and maybe three times a week if we practice on Fridays and, you know, bulldog was always my strong suit and like the bronc riding, man, the bronc riding was always coming along. Like, started out I think when I was you know 15 16 you know not not too old not too young and <clears throat> kind of got into it and but the bulldog and you know I had a my uncle his name is Jason Miller and he won the world championship in 2007 in the steer wrestling and mm-hmm. he was always you know he was on the on the road a lot but he'd come home and help out and then well he'd come home and help out, you know, and kind of guide me in the right direction. So it, it always seemed like the steer wrestling was always solid and I was working on them other, other couple of events. 
So that, uh, <laughs> that's, it was just, it was a lot of struggle. It seemed like for me, you know, like the bulldog going to be going good. And then you get down to the other end arena and you'd get bucked off and you're like, well, let's, <laughs> let's have a positive mindset and try to get them in the calf rope and in the, in the team rope and, you know, something like that. <sighs> oh, exactly. Well, and, um, and, and I think it's really interesting. I'm, I'm glad that you do so many different events. Um, just because it gives us a little bit new perspective. I've, I've noticed lately, apparently I get a lot of rough stock writers on, um, our podcast, which I love. They're great people. Um, and we've gotten some great advice out of them, but I haven't served, I think our timed events people as much. And so that's been something this year that I really was kind of hoping to work on and bringing in some, um, new blood and some different opinions on things. And so, um, what is, you know, how do you train? How do you, um, you know, do you focus a lot on like fitness, um, outside of just going and roping or going and, um, you know, shoot dogging? Like, what do you, what do you focus on a lot to help practice? Um, you know, keep your mental game in line? Like what are those things that you do to train? Oh, uh, like a couple of them. Like when I was going to school there in Riverton, they, they had two gyms there that were great. And, you know, I, I have the body type of 170 pounds and, you know, it seemed like no matter how hard I worked, you know, I get pretty <laughs> lean, but I could never put on that weight to try to just maybe focus on the bulldog or something like that. So it was just a lot mm -hmm. of like, uh, we sparred, like there's a couple kids on my rodeo team. We'd go and we'd, uh, spar and boxing, you know, just wear headgear and wear mouthpieces. And, uh, you want to talk about an intense three minute round and, uh, well, we do about five of them and the amount of cardio and that was just nuts. And so we do a little boxing and then there was a couple kids that we'd kind of bounce off of each other and just kind of work out in the gym every morning. And, you know, nothing, I could never get big, but yeah, the gym definitely helped out a lot. Right. Um, that is, that does kind of bring up, I guess I didn't think about that, you know, um, how has having like, you know, there are different body types throughout all the, I think the different sports, you know, as far as like maybe your, um, you, you know, being built a certain way may help you in one event versus the other in the all around, you know, do you kind of work to be, uh, you know, you're not obviously bulking up. No. <laughs> <laughs> spear wrestler. So are there other things that you do in order to, uh, you know, I, what am I trying to get at? Like to help you out, without having to build up because like if you were, you know, starting to bulk up and get a lot bigger, that's going to probably be harder on your bronc riding career. So like, yeah. where's that balance set? Uh, it, it just seemed like I'd get to a certain point, you know, the biggest I've ever gotten working out really, really, really hard is 180 pounds, you know, mm -hmm. to a bulldogger that's small. And then to a bronc rider, it's like, well, you're kind of pushing it. And uh, <laughs> after that point, it just seemed like I'd be like, well, shoot, I guess, maybe we, we won't do that. So I just kind of worked on staying, trying to stay athletic to where when I practice my fundamentals in the Bronx or yeah, the Bronx riding, I could kind of be there and uh, just be, be in the top part of the standings and then the bulldog and as well, you know, in 170 pounds, uh, the fundamentals are key for me. You know, I, I'm not, I can't, go out there and bulldog like anybody else. You know, I, I feel like I have to every single time do it correctly. And I right. that's mostly what I focus on is uh, just trying to be fundamentally sound and everything. And when you were talking about the mental game, it, always thinking about it, you know, always running them runs through your mind where, you're, Oh, you know, I, I want to set this run up and I want to be fundamentally sound in this area, this area, this area. And that goes the same way for the Bronc ride. And, you know, they say the mark out starts your ride. And I've kind of always struggled with it a little bit, but it seems like mm -hmm. once I put my mind to it and really focus on it, you know, that comes around and just kind of go from there on the mental aspect of it. 
Right. That's, um, I, I think that's really cool to hear too. And I think that remembering that your basics, those things that you take it back to are so important, um, in, in any field, you know, like you were saying, and, and it's putting yourself in that mindset at that time. Like, I'm sure like when you're getting on a bronc, you're not thinking about what you're doing in the steer wrestling next. You're keeping your head straight on. I'm getting on my bronc. I need to get my mark out. I need to lift or I need to, whatever that is, you've, you've kept, you're keeping your head in where you're at at that moment. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's just kind of, you know, the sport of rodeo short memory, you know, I can go and it seems like you show up to the rodeo and you're like, well, I drew up in the perf and the bronc riding and the steer wrestling. Well, out of most rodeos that I've been to bronc riding, or I'm sorry, uh, steer wrestling's first. And it seems Mm -hmm. like, well, no matter if you win the round or if you get buckle drug around and, you know, get that dirty rank steer, it's like, well, guess what? I got the bronc riding to go to. And, you know, in college, I've kind of, I've kind of filtered away from the calf roping at the pro level, just for the simple fact that if you're not spending eight hours a day, that calf roping will eat you up. And, uh, so, you know, just going from event to event, it's one gets done. You're like, all right, let's go get that other one. Let's go conquer it. And, you know, it's never thinking about the future of, well, what steer did I have drawn over here or what calf did I know? It's, you know, once one event's done, you just change, change gears and go to the next one. Do you think that for you, you know, that's like a good, like you do that and you've continued to do that because of like the, the like, uh, mental stimulant from it or, you know, like, because it's something that, you know, it just keeps your brain moving and keeps you constantly have to work at it. Um, or do you think that maybe it would have helped you to focus on one event versus another? Um, you know, or do you think it's just like, it depends on the person. Like some people need to only focus on one event and some people like they need that extra, those other events because it, you know, they need something else to keep their brain going or. Oh, uh, I don't, uh, kind of, you know, uh, the, the brain deal, I don't know about keeping it going, but it always seemed like, and I kind of hate to say it, but it always seems like I've been really good at a lot of things, but I've never been great at one thing. And <laughs> so that's kind of the rodeo coming from the mindset of, well, we're at the rodeo. Shoot. We might as well bulldog we might as well bronc ride and it seems like you know you enter the bulldog and the bronc ride at the same rodeo and you are you're up that night and say you draw a bad steer well you got about 24 hours until the next rodeo 12 hours if you're up in the slack and another rodeo the next day you know where you're thinking ah darn it that you know that run really got at me today and I, I can't move on from it until you, you know, you get to the next rodeo and you start kind of getting to the mindset of getting ready to prepare yourself for that next run. Well, it seems like for me, it's like, okay, well, shoot. Like it really, really makes me mad. You know, I take about five minutes, but then I got to switch gears. Cause I'm like, well, guess what? We have another one at the same rodeo to where I have a chance to, you know, win or, you know, do something like that. Right. I think that's interesting. I've always been kind of the same way, like Jack of all trades, master of none. It's kind of interesting because it's funny because people are like, man, you're good at this and you're good at that. And that's great. You're like, yeah, you're right. Like I'm not bad at those things, but I always feel like I'm never like the best at that one thing. But like, (laughs) I kind of like having those skills and like, it's always a challenge because you're always working to better yourself and there's always something better that you can do. And and, and it's just, to me, it's like mentally stimulating. Like I like being able to do all these different things. Cause frankly, I would get bored with just one thing. Like yeah. <laughs> that's just how my brain works. Um, but I, I think that's, I think that's totally cool. And plus there's not a lot of guys that can do that though. You know, like I think there's a select group, um, or even guys and girls, you know, that can be that kind of all around in the run for the all around and be able to do that because it is probably pretty hard on your body too, keeping yourself in shape and keeping yourself healthy for being able to compete in both of those events. 
Exactly. And then, you know, it, you could go and uh, preparing for the college finals there in 2017. I went and uh, I had a chance to go get on some really good brown courses. And I never, never really had an injury besides breaking my wrist my junior year of high school. And I go mm-hmm. and I absolutely destroy an ankle. Oh I got knocked off and uh, it was about a month before the college finals and I absolutely destroyed an ankle. And from that point, you know, it, I was like, well, shoot, let's, let's go to the doctor. Let's see how bad it is. You know, like it's at that point, it was like, this is the dream to make the college finals. Like I, I'm probably willing to do anything to compete here. And uh, so I go and we went and got it checked out and ended up stretching, you know, a bunch of ligaments and they were like, well, you got a really, really bad high sprain a really, really bad one. And you just got to let those ligaments, uh, tighten up and ended up, you know, taking that month basically off. And it just stressed me out because I'm going into my biggest moment so far in my murder career. And I haven't been able to prepare. I felt like as much as I wanted to, you know, I was mm-hmm. pretty much just one legged and, you know, couldn't go run bulldog and steers, couldn't go get on a bronc, you know, or anything like that, or even hit the rodeo road to where, I get to the college finals and I'm sharp. So yeah, uh, doing a bunch of events, you know, it, it can be pretty stressful on the body. <laughs> yeah, that I, I can only imagine. And I mean, you know, like you said, you know, injuring your ankle is something that like you can maybe hop on Bronx again sooner than maybe, you know, I would say jumping off a, a horse and sticking your heels into the dirt, trying yeah. to bulldog something like, that just sounds extremely painful at this point. <laughs> um, so after college finals and like kind of coming into this next year, are you still finishing up school at um, CWC? Are you uh, done with school and moving on? What, where are you at right now? Uh, right now I'm done with school. Uh, I just, uh, February 14th, I graduated horseshoeing school at Texas Horseshoeing so it's basically just called Texas Horseshoeing School. And <laughs> it was a six-week program. And I really kicked myself because at the point when I was going to college, my college coach was Drew Schrock. And he taught a horseshoeing class. And, you know, at that point, I was like, well, I don't know. I wasn't really interested in it. And, you know, it just seems like being a young kid, it's like, oh, I don't know what I want to do after this, you know. Oh, well, yeah. now. And I graduated college and, you know, that summer after running through a couple pickups and, you know, wasn't able to rodeo as much. I was like, well, shoot, let's try construction. Like construction seems like a pretty cool gig. And, you know, Mm I was there for a little bit and was like, oh, that's not cool. Like, (laughs) you know, you you don't get a rodeo as much. You don't get to be around livestock, you know, just the ag part of like our world. So I was like, all right, well maybe we'll do something else. So I ended up for about a month going up to Canada, working on my girlfriend's uh, parents' place. And, you know, really enjoyed that. And I was like, all right, yeah, something with ag. Like, I definitely want to do that. Uh, You know, I don't want to be stuck on an end of a shovel or... So I kind of came home and my dad, he was... My parents, actually, they they run... They have about a 250 head of mama cows and... uh, just had a couple of infrastructure deals that needed fixed up, you know, like kind of a new set of crawls built and, you know, a bunch of fence line to go over. And so I came home and did that. And I was kind of preparing to go down South to that horseshoeing school and ended up working at a tire shop. And I always think in my head, I'm like, wow, these are great skills. Like I've learned a bunch from that tire shop. I granted construction was interesting, but I did learn a bunch from construction working and, so I was like, well, I kind of want to work for myself. You know, I grew up and, you know, my dad would be able to come to my sporting events and that kind of stuff, rodeos, anything like that, because he was self-employed. And my sister, she's she's self-employed and is just, you know, really stellar in that line of work of being self-employed. And I was like, wow, these guys are free. They, they, you know, they they don't have someone telling them what to do. So I was like, Horseshoeing sounds like kind of where I want to be. So I ended up going down, going to school there. And right now 
I kind of hired on here in Oklahoma at a, a sale barn, but I'm really, I've got a couple things in progress to where I can hopefully work for myself here in the next three months. Right. You know, it's really, that's really tough, but I think in our industry, you know, especially in this ag industry and being able to do those kinds of things and, you know, and to be around rodeo and to go and be able to compete and do that, you do kind of have to have a little bit either flexibility in the work that you're doing or be self-employed. And, uh, and that's where, you know, I think it is such a challenge for, for everybody. I mean, I've found it in myself too. You know, I went to school, I, uh, did four years, I graduated, you know, I have a college degree. I, I I had all that and and I love it. And I did work in a few of those fields and utilized it. But at the same time, like, you know, I realized I finally came to realize like, I'm already doing what I love to do. You know, my business that I had on the side was what I already love to do. And so I was like, I'm just going to keep doing this, you know, and you may have to find certain things on the side to help keep you, um, you know, staying afloat while you those businesses and, um, do all of that, but there's definitely nothing wrong with that. And you do what you have to do until you can make what you like to do kind of like your job. And that's, you know, that's where like with rodeo and like what I've kind of wanted to do with this business is, is be able to help athletes like you make, you know, rodeo, even a full-time business or, or at least a part-time business for you that you can go and do it and feel comfortable about doing it and that you can still afford to do other stuff as well. Right. Yeah. That, you know, at this moment, uh, I was kind of telling you before the podcast, you know, I was, I, I missed out on the college finals and I told myself, I was like, I don't care what it takes. I'm making the circuit finals, you know, Mm -hmm. that, that was just, I wrote it on my mirror and I was like, this is, this is what I want to do. So I ended up going and I pro-rodeoed a bunch that, that summer that I missed college finals and ended up making it in the Bulldog and in the Bronc riding to the circuit finals there. And, but on the way, you know, I was driving a 2010 pickup that I bought and, you know, it was, it was a great pickup, but, you know, had some mechanical troubles with it. And it was to the point where I had a bunch of miles on it and it wasn't really feasible to fix it at that point. So I was like, well, let's go, let's maybe go and in my head, you know, I was like, let's maybe go and buy something else. So I went and bought a different pickup and I was like, well, this, you know, this pickup will help me get down the road because, you know, right now I haven't been able to chase it, but I, in my head, I still have old buckle dreams. You know, I want to rodeo full time. I want to go down that road and try to chase those dreams. And so I went and bought this pickup and had really bad mechanical issues <laughs> with through three transmissions Aww. and you know hate to say it but still am upside down on it and you know got rid of it but it's like well you know this is kind of just part of the plan i suppose and uh you know that's that's where i'm at at this moment is just trying to put forth the plan to get back to that point where i can go and chase basically my dreams. And that's, you know, kind of down the road chasing rodeos. Right. Well, and you know, but that's where so many people I think are at. And like, you know, it's, it's tough because, you know, when you're in that moment and I mean, it's even with my business, like I can make my business look really good, um, from the outside, but like, I, I mean, for everybody out there, it has been the hardest thing I've had to do. And it's been such a struggle because I mean, it is almost paycheck to paycheck. And I, you know, my, I say paycheck, you know, that's from myself. It's project to project things that I, and that's, it's so, it's such a tough game to play. And, and uh, you know, and rodeo is no different in that way. And you just have to be willing to put in that work and, and keep working at it. And, um, kind of like in Donine Taylor's podcast, you know, she said she put all those goals, she had them written down and she's like, I'm going to do these. Um, And if you need to make those goals, like annually make those goals annually, or, um, you know, if it's maybe you need to reset them monthly or what your overall goal is and what you really want to be working at and, and do that. 
Yeah, and that I I totally agree. You know, <clears throat> uh, going off that goal setting, you know, uh, I listened to a it was a book on tape my, that my sister well not book on tape but it was a book on CD at this point. Wow. <laughs> my sister she gave it to me, and it was uh, with Gary Lefew. You know, he, he's older now, but uh, won the world championship in 1970, and in this kind of way to navigate the rodeo world, this kind of educational CD, he was, you know, really focused on mindset and goal setting, that kind of stuff. And yeah, those long-term goals are, man, I really, really, really want to see them yellow buck and shoots. And, but at this moment, it's like, all right, well, we got to, you know, take care of this at this moment. And yeah, those are shorter term goals, you know, say month at a time, two months at a time. And then you just slowly keep building. And once you get that snowball roll and it feels like you're like, wow, okay, this is possible. Right. And, and I mean, and that's the thing is you just have, you have to want it and, and you have to remind yourself that that's what you want. And that's why, you know, writing it down or like, like you said, writing it on your mirror. I do that on my own too. I write things on my mirror, not with Sharpie. You have to right. use original <laughs> people unless you're really committed, I guess. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, writing things down so that you see them every day or, uh, saying it to yourself. Um, it's just, even though those things seem silly and they seem like they're not going to make a difference, like they will in the long run because your subconscious mind will always be working towards that. And it's, and it's tough because you will find those setbacks. I mean, like there has been days, there's been months for me where I just don't feel like what I'm doing is working or, you know, I don't feel like I'm in the spot where I wanted to be. And, um, you know, I, hate having to, to feel like I'm broke all the time, you know, or I'm living paycheck in a sense. I hate that more than anything, but at the same time, you know, those are those things that you have to take. And those are those stories that you'll go back to later on in life. And once you've accomplished those dreams and those goals and been like, you know, I get it. I was there and I, I'm going to be able to help somebody else out that was in that same spot too. So, you know, you just have to keep those long-term goals in the back of your mind always so that you know what you're working for and you know how that like when you're making decisions, is this going to get me towards the goal that I, my end goal? Yes. Then do it. No, then don't. Exactly. Yep. That, uh, that, uh, it feels like, you know, for some of them goals, you sacrifice a lot and, you know, social, social time with your friends and cause you, you want to go practice or you want to go rope or you want to go, or on the weekends, you know, you go and you're hanging out with your high school buddies, your college buddies, or just people that you met in between. And they're like, Hey, let's go grab a drink. And it's like, well, you know, I, I try to study all the, the greatest athletes and like, uh, one of my biggest uh, heroes is Tom Brady. You know, he's 42 going on 43 greatest, you know, greatest quarterback ever, but he's taken care of his body for all these years. And he's like, you know, I don't drink during the season and kind of going off that my uncle, him and uh, Luke Branquino, he said he was traveling with him a bunch. And the year that he won his world title, he's like, you know, I quit going out. I quit doing this. I quit doing that and quit drinking, you know, just doing what cowboys, you know, kind of do. And he's like, yeah. you know, just kind of fruition to where I, I, you know, I stay sharp. I put in all the work and I kept my body right. And he's like, I ended up with a world title. Right. Well, and I think that's such a hard thing because, you know, these younger athletes out here, you know, they're hopping into the business. They've seen those guys out and about, they've seen them out partying. They've seen them, um, you know, out having fun. And I think there's some sort of like, you know, kind of idea behind this. It's really cool to go do that. And I mean, I know plenty of, I, I worked for Steamboat Pro Rodeo for quite a few seasons. And, you know, those guys all like to go out afterwards and hang out and, and, and there's, there's a lot to be said about that. And it's like, you know, there's people that are able to do that and they still are going to go out and compete the same all the time and be great. Um, 
but not very many of them, you know, or they could be better. You know, if you could take that extra focus and that extra energy, I mean, like, and keeping your body healthy and keeping it in shape in the long run. And, um, even though, you know, I think with cowboys, cowgirls, there's this kind of stigma that you have to be rough and tough and you can, you know, we don't put, I don't know that you're durable or you can put up with a lot or you can handle a lot or you can party hard. And, and there's some sort of, I think, romanticism that somebody has put into that notion, um, into that idea of all of it. But at the same time, like, you know, if you want to really up your game and take this seriously, then treat yourself like a professional athlete would, or, um, you know, like it's a business for you and treat yourself respectfully. And, you know, I know it, like, I'm always tired if I went out the night before, even if I didn't drink a whole lot, I'm still tired. I'm still dragging a little bit the next day. Like, what if you were getting those extra hours of sleep? What if you weren't drinking as much and getting the calories and the hangovers and the, you know, that comes with all of that? Like, what if you stepped up your game there? Like, how much could it improve everything, you know? Yeah. And that's, you know, that, uh, like I was telling you about being good at a lot, but not being great at anything. It, I think, <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, I'm willing to sacrifice maybe going out just so I can maybe have an edge on that really, really great person that can do, you know, he, I know he works hard or he wouldn't be in this, in this position, but maybe just maybe he'll go out and, you know, not, not feel the best or be tired, and, but I'll, I'll come to the rodeo and you know, be my sharpest self because it feels like that's what I have to do to win or even be competitive with a lot of these great athletes. Right. Right. And, and that's the, that's kind of a misleading thing too, because there are people that are just amazing, amazing athletes out there. And you ask anybody and they'll tell you, yeah, like they have natural ability, natural talent. They're just really good, but they don't, take care of themselves super well, you know, and I think right now they may be okay because they're young and they're spry, but like in the long run, that could kind of get them. And I think the people that put in the extra amount of work and the people who, um, you know, like you said, are great at, are good at a lot of things, but maybe don't feel great at everything. Like, I think you have an edge. I, I really do. It's just, sometimes we have to work a little bit harder and we have to put in a little bit more time because we don't have that same natural gift for that's making that's setting that one guy apart. But like, then again, that one guy's got maybe one talent or, you know, maybe they're as limited. And, you know, I don't want you all to go out and compare yourselves to the other athletes out there, but like, what can you do to make yourself better? And figuring that out is what you need to be doing. Right. Yep. That's, that's just it. And, uh, like when you were talking about maybe uh, taking your taking care of yourself better in the long run and treating yourself as a business, that kind of stuff. Uh, for anybody that's wondering, Tyson Durfee probably has one of the best pages on that on Instagram that I've probably come across of just because, you know, he's in the rodeo world and <coughs> he's kind of opened himself up to the public. You know, he's, it seems like he has a camera on him a lot now to where he's trying to help the younger people, you know, putting stories out of what he went through when he was younger. And to this point now to where I think he's what, maybe 33, 34 years old. And he just wants to help the younger people. And he's like, Hey, avoid this pitfall, avoid that pitfall. So yeah, he's, he's really, really great for people to check out as well. Yeah, I love that. And I love that in this industry is starting to pick up on that. Of like, there's where I'm starting to see a lot more growth, like that I would say like a year ago, there wasn't stuff like this. And, you know, there wasn't, you know, like there were people out there like Tyson, um, who maybe mentored a few people here and there. Um, but like the, these programs, these trainings, these classes, these schools, you know, those are those things like take advantage of those and get them from, get that advice from those people and, and build relationships with these athletes that have already gone out there and done it. Um, you know, and listen to podcasts and, and 
and read books about mentality or about, you know, improving your physical game, like take it even from other industries. Like I like how you're saying like Tom Brady, like you look at Tom Brady and you look up to him and see how he's taking care of himself. You can, you know, do that, find somebody in another sport that's done well. And that is at their career peak or, you know, they've done so well for themselves and say, okay, how did they get there? What did they do to get there? Because it's going to apply to you. You know, you can take things and apply it to yourself, even though they may not be rodeo athletes, they're athletes in general. Yep. Yeah, I totally agree. And that, that's just the thing (coughs) kind of, (coughs) Oh, excuse me. Uh, Kind of being a rodeo athlete or, you know, it seems like there's a lot of dead time in cars, you know, you're driving, you're like, well, I could, I could probably put on some music and, you know, really enjoy your two hour drive or something like that. But the explosion and I sound like a silly person to a lot of my friends and that kind of stuff. Cause I'm like, Hey, check this podcast out. And they're like, you know, some of them are like, okay, yeah, I will. And other ones are like, what is a podcast, you know? And <laughs> it seems like, you know, we're sitting there in these cars and these pickups chasing the next rodeo. And it seems like, man, there's a lot of information to learn through podcasts, through, you know, audio books and that kind of stuff. You know, it's hard to read when you're driving, but <laughs> you can buy that audio book and you, you kind of get the same, the same message. And, you know, uh, with me, uh, speaking of that, I, uh, listened to a bunch of Joe Rogan's podcasts and he had this guy on named, uh, David Goggins. And for anybody that's just curious to David Goggins, look him up online. He is amazing. You know, he started with literally nothing and he's created, you know, he's, he's been a Marine. He's been at the top of uh, his military, like military and that kind of stuff. And he's just a fantastic story. And that's, you know, instead of listening to music and listening to the radio and that kind of stuff, you listen to a podcast and you're like, Oh, who's this guy? And you kind of look him up and, you see he has, oh, he just put out an audiobook, and, you know, and man, that, that guy was, that guy is cool. Well, and there's so many great ones out there. I mean, and that's the thing, like I finished up college and I learned a lot in college. I'm glad I got a college degree, but like, to be honest, I kind of got into podcasts out of outside of college. And I was like, all right, like I was a little late to the game. Not really very many people had, or I hadn't not a lot of my friends had listened to podcasts. And so I kind of stepped in. I was like, all right, well, I know some people listen to these. I'll try it out. And I got into those. And I mean, I found so many ones that I liked for my business and, and that I follow and that were giving me ideas. And that's why I was like, well, shoot, I could do this too. And like, um, you know, and and they, they helped me so much and I still listen to podcasts. And I mean, sometimes they're just out of pure entertainment. Like I listen to a lot of crime junkie or my favorite murder when I really want something to just entertain me while I'm cleaning the house or whatever that. But at the same time, like there's other ones that I listen to, like the influencer podcast, or, um, there's one, what is it called? How to start an online business or, um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's, it's another great business one. And, and I just like these podcasts were ones that like really helped me grow and and the thing is, is you, you know, there's so many of them out there that you can find somebody that you relate to and somebody that maybe brings on guests that you like to listen from and you can learn so much. I, I swear I've learned so much through podcasting alone, like, um, or listening to podcasts alone that like, I, I probably could have done that and not gotten a college degree and still learned a shit ton. <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> I, I love my college degree. I'm not going to bash that, but like at the same time, you can learn so much. There's so much free knowledge out there. And like you said, you know, you're on the road so often. And that's, that's why I, I started my podcast. Cause I was like, I want to help these rodeo athletes, but like none of them really have time to sit down and read something or like they might, but not, a, they won't do it as often as, you know, they're sitting in a car, they can listen. And like all it takes is, you know, like introduce your friends and stuff to it. I bet you they'll get on board pretty fast. And, um, you know, I say, listen to podcasts. It doesn't have to be mine. I mean, I hope that you do, but like, you know, like (laughs) any podcast, whatever makes sense to you, whatever, 
whatever resonates with you. Find somebody that you like to listen to that has some great advice that maybe has done something before uh, that you haven't done and that you want to do because those are the people that you should be learning from. Right. No, and that, uh, speaking of yours, shoot, uh, just like you put out this podcast recently of Timber Kelly and it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, I'm scrolling through my podcast feed and I'm like, Timber Kelly, oh, endorsed. Oh, I, you know, I high school rodeoed with that, that girl, you know? So it's like, all right, yep, sure enough. I'm going to click on this. I want to, you know, I haven't, haven't talked to her, you know, in a while. And it's like, well, let's see what she's up to, you know? And then like you bring it on, uh, you know, just the rodeo world is so small. It seems like by the variation of five, you're like, all right, yeah, I know that kid. Or, you know, I know that guy. Mm -hmm. And you know, so, you know, your podcasts are great because it's like in a way with the, you know, kind of the, the rodeo world just being kind of as tight knit as it is. You're like, okay, in a sense, I know that guy and I, you know, I want to hear what he has to say. Right. Well, and I think what's kind of cool too, because, you know, I have people that I've asked to be on this podcast and they're like, well, I'm not really a big name or anything. I'm like, I don't care. Like you, everybody's got a story and I will always I will always say that, you know, everyone has got some sort of a story and, and had different life experiences that have given them different, um, aspects of life. You don't, to me, you don't have to be a world champion. You don't even have to be a college champion. You just, you have to have, you know, some sort of a charisma and you have to have some sort of, uh, you know, story to tell and story to share. And, but there's so much that we can talk about. And I mean, and like, for me, it was fun. Like, you know, we're not really close friends necessarily, but like I did get to watch you college rodeo a lot. And it was fun because it's like, oh yeah, there's Brady again. We saw Brady again. I have photos of Brady at, you know, Laramie and then at, uh, Cheyenne or, you know, and it's fun to see how people have done. And, and that's why I love college rodeo is because there's just so much growth during that time. And, and, uh, and I think I might have to do a few more of these like reunion style episodes, like I did with Timber, because, uh, you know, for anybody who's listened to the first one and then listened to this reunion episode, like there's so much that has changed in a year for her. And like, you know, like you were saying, like you high schooled rodeo with her, but like, how much did you know about her? Like, you know, did you know all those extra facts about her? Or, you know, like there's so much that you would have maybe never known because it's not really conversation material normally. Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, like, uh, you know, I knew her okay enough and, but you know, just the conversations that you guys got into, you know, it's just a different, uh, different interaction between me and her compared to you and her. And it's just like, wow, I didn't, you know, I didn't know that about her or that's really cool. You know, not being in, not having her Snapchat or not having her text, you know, or, or, you know, or phone number, you you know, you don't get to see a lot of that stuff. So her coming on here or anybody else coming on here, it's like, wow, that's awesome. You know, you get to hear other people's stories and what they've been up to. And yeah. And like, I mean, there's, there's so many people out there that are at the top of their game and stuff or, or they're at least doing very well for themselves. And, and, and then we come on and we tell these stories and they tell you they're in about these injuries or these setbacks or these things that have, you know, really shaped and defined who they are. And you go, Oh my gosh, I didn't know anything like that about them. And, and I didn't know that. And I relate to that or, um, you know, and that's, that's the best part I think about my podcast. And that's why I love to encourage people to like reach out and tell me these things because like, you know, I get to tell my get or my guests that I have on like, Hey, like someone reached out and said like, you know, thanks for doing this episode because I related to this, this, and this. And it's like, I don't think my guests realize all the time, the amount of impact that they have on people, you know, unless those people reach out and tell them or tell me, um, you know, everybody's got a story and you can learn so much from it. You just have to know how to ask the right questions, I guess. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. But well, um, before we hop into like rapid fire questions, what like lasting advice do you have or like, you know, what's something maybe that you wish you would have known getting into college rodeo or growing up? Like, what are those things that you've learned, I guess? Uh, I guess uh, it, it's each is their own for college rodeo. You know, 
you got to find the right place, the right coach, the right teammates, the right setup. You know, if you're looking at a college or you're in a high school right now and you're like, well, man, this place has a thousand people and it, it seems like the best school for you. But you know, you gotta, you gotta picture yourself there. You know, if it's a two year, if it's a four year, you gotta picture yourself here. You're like, all right, can I get along with these people? You know, just like any other person in the world, if you hang around with someone too long, oh, you might get on their nerves or, you know, stuff like that. And it's like, can, can I make it work here? So that's kind of what I've learned in college is, you know, just kind of find your group and, you know, the rodeo team, it seems like they're always pretty tight and, you know, you, you kind of figure that out, but yeah, I think for college, it's like, all right, well, let's make sure we pick the right place. You know, you might get pressure from your parents or anything like that, but mine were super cool and super awesome about like, Hey man, it's your decision. Like you got to figure it out yourself. And so that's kind of the point of college. And I I don't know, shoot, I don't think I'm wise enough to have lasting (laughs) advice for anybody. (laughs) I just kind (laughs) of, I just kind of go with it and hopefully I learned something along the way. Oh, good. Well, good. So you ready for these rapid fire? Yeah, I suppose so. (laughs) I don't know if I'm ready. All right. Um, Well, first of all, I think a fun one would be, how did you get into listening to the endorsed podcast? Like, how did you find us? Oh, uh, just kind of, you know, our mutual friend, Christy DeGearing, you know, Uh you know, we kind of are acquaintances and know it, know of each other quite a bit. And, uh, I seen your, it just kind of popped up on Instagram and I was like, endorse podcast. I wonder what this is. So I kind of clicked on it and checked it out. And I think at that point you were maybe four or five episodes in. I was like, okay. So, you know, kind of checked it out and, and I was like, well, shoot, might as well subscribe, you know, <laughs> kind of ran through everything else in my phone that I find really interesting. This, you know, it's the rodeo world, you know, different perspective on something. Perfect. Let's, let's, let's dive into it and see what it's about. So yeah, Instagram kind of just kind of popped it up on uh, mutual followers or something like that. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This looks awesome. Ooh, thanks Instagram. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you've kind of been with us from the start then. Um, Has anything like surprised you with like the different, I don't know, the growth of it or how it's changed or um, I, I'm just genuinely curious on, you know, what you like about it or, uh, it's definitely awesome. You get to, you get to hear other people's stories, you know, we're all going through our own, our own battles or our own, you know, testimonies of what we're doing. And it's cool to, you bring these people on You're like, you know, sometimes you know them and sometimes you're like, wow, just like what you're saying. You're like, wow, I did not know that person went through that situation. And it's like, okay, yeah. And it just kind of kind of gives you some uh oh shoot I don't even know the right word just like insight yeah insight on what other people are going through you know you you feel like sometimes it's like okay well man I don't I don't know about this it seems like I'm the only one going through it but you know you're you're really really good conversationalist and you kind of uh (laughs) point the uh the conversation in the right direction and or people are able to just be pretty free on here it seems Oh, well, thank you. I've tried to work on that. It's funny. I was talking about it with Timber the other day of like, I used to prepare and I would write down, like I would take like an hour or so before like the podcast and I'd write down all my questions that I had and, and different things that I knew about the person, like, you know, your achievements and stuff like that. And it's funny. I think I scrapped that about like eight episodes in. I was like, oh, screw it. I'm throwing this out the door. And then I've just... (laughs) pulled it out of nowhere and every once in a while I stump myself and but you know such is life (laughs) yeah (laughs) no it uh and you can definitely tell your your growth just you know being being a comment commentator is not the right word but just being a host you know as all of us we grow when we experience something more and more and more and it's it's definitely I think it's awesome (laughs) Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, no, a definitely the same thing too. Cause I, when I first got into this, like I, you know, I went to school and I had a communication degree, but I didn't have anything in like 
broadcasting or anything like that. And I was like, I don't know how the heck I do that. Like, I just, I didn't think I could pull it out on the spot and know what questions to ask. Like my mom has always been the person who like knows how to ask the right questions. And I've always just been like, huh, I would have never thought of that, but I've been trying to like (laughs) channel her channel other people. Like, all right, what do people actually get you know, want to know. And finally I was just like, well, what the heck do I want to know? Like, I'm just going to start right. asking questions that make me curious. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's, uh, my girlfriend, her name is Kelsey drink call and it's super cool. Cause I'm, I'm pretty quiet. It seems, you know, a lot of people are like, wow, you don't say much. And it's super cool dating her. Cause <laughs> it seems like she can carry the conversation and I can kind of, you know, put my points in here and there. I don't, <laughs> I kind of really, really enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did really good today. I mean, like you definitely don't seem like you're real shy or anything. So, um, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. It takes me a little bit. And if I get comfortable in that kind of stuff, I can, I can sure probably gap someone's ear off, but <laughs> there's the beginning of kind of shy. <laughs> it's fine. Um, do you have a favorite episode so far? Um, I don't, I, I really don't the, like, I really enjoyed the one with, when you had with, uh, Tilden Hooper on and, but you know, other than that, it's just really great to to hear everyone else's story, you know, just like anything else. Yeah. Sometimes when you're, you know, focusing on a different pro athlete, that's not in rodeo, you're like, wow, I can maybe pull that from there. But, you know, just constantly listen to these episodes it always seems like you get a little tidbit or, you know, a big piece of information that you're like, wow, I can use that. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll stop, I'll stop being uh, selfish here. Um, what <laughs> is, <laughs> um, what is your favorite like hobby? Oh, uh, you know, I, I, I seem to have a really addictive personality and I really picked up, <laughs> it's super cliche, but I really picked up fishing last year, you know, it was like, Oh, it seems like a really nice day. You know, uh, I'll just go, I'll just go fishing, you know? <laughs> so now I think, uh, I was really, you know, really into it where I was reading articles. I'm like, all right, what do you do in this situation? What do you do in that situation? Watching YouTube videos, that kind of stuff. So I think that might be my new hobby. <laughs> I love it. I'm still waiting for somebody to come up here and teach me how to fly fish. Like my, my dad brought me up a fly fishing rod that we had in storage. And he's like, here, like you can go find somewhere to fly fish. And I was like, that's great, but I don't know how. (laughs) 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 I just need somebody to come up and be started so I can find something fun to do. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's, uh, that's one thing powerful about YouTube though is Shoot, if you want to fix a car, if you want to fix, you know, or do anything, learn anything, it seems like, all right, well, YouTube, how do I do this? And it seems like you can get a kind of a gist of it. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'll do. I'll just YouTube it. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. What? Ooh. Um, if you could go, like, anywhere in the world, where would you go? Oh, uh... You know, just kind of my mindset, I, I think <laughs> it just seems like America is the best place. Granted, you know, I've only ever been to Canada. It's the only ever spot I've ever been outside of the country. But And it seems like we have basically the best of everything. You know, granted, we have our downfalls here and there on certain certain spots. But it's like, I don't know, America's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> just like hanging out here. Yeah, um, you know, and even America, shoot, it's... It's big. I don't, I think it takes a long time to get through it all. Oh, for sure. There's still, there's so many spots that I'm like, I need to go hit this spot and just go check it out. Like even up here in Montana, I mean, there's so many places that are like gorgeous that I just haven't even been to yet. Exactly. Yep. (laughs) Um, what is the strangest thing you've ever eaten? Oh, uh, (laughs) <laughs> I, uh, in the summer times between when I was, uh, between college and, you know, you kind of get that three months of dead time. Uh, I worked for a guy named John Thayer and we, uh, test power line poles to make sure they're, you know, solid and that kind of stuff for the, the rural area kind of where I live by. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about, uh, maybe just like doomsday, what could maybe replace beef. And he was talking a lot about crickets. 
and those being a good source of protein. And I was, <laughs> I was being wild one day and I was going through Casper and I stopped at a gas station and it was probably a week after we talked about it. And I seen crickets at a gas station. I was like, all right, well, let's see what it's all about. So I think maybe that's it. <laughs> that's funny. That's kind of similar to the strangest thing I've actually ever eaten. I ate a, I think I've said this before on the podcast, but um, when I was in Africa, they made me try fried grasshopper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm not going to lie, it wasn't bad. Like, they kind of are like es- extra crispy French fries. Right. Um, but I couldn't eat very many of them because I couldn't get it out of my head that they were grasshoppers and I'm just not a bugs person. Yeah, it was pretty weird for me as well. It's like, oh my gosh, I see these guys chirping in the corners, you know? <laughs> I'm actually like, you know those like black crickets, like yep. the dark I'm like kind of afraid of those. I'm not going to lie. Like I don't <laughs> like them. They're creepy to me. Like that and spiders. Like I hate those little black crickets and I know they're harmless, <laughs> but they're gross. <laughs> yes, I agree. Oh gosh. Um, hmm. what is your favorite rodeo that you've ever been to? Oh, I, I don't know. Shoot. It seemed like I'd almost want to just say the the next one, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like the circuit finals was, you know, really, really neat. And this year I finally bought my rookie card. So I'm really hoping to enter Cheyenne and I think that'll probably just end up topping the list, but I haven't. Haven't been able to compete there yet. Right. Cheyenne's definitely a cool rodeo, though. Yeah, especially, you know, letting them steers out and run them in that big old track, basically. <laughs> right. Um, ooh, this is a fun one I just thought of. If you could be, like, sponsored by any brand, like a brand that you use really often, what would it be? Uh, for me, I think it would be Levi's. I... A couple a couple of years ago, I uh, I think I got them as like a gift or something, and it always seems like you know you're bulldogging and you rep jeans and you're working and you know you you got your set of work pants and it always seems like I'm running through jeans. So probably 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 Levi's. <laughs> yeah, they seem to be the ones that last the longest for you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um. Okay. Let's see. If you were stranded on a deserted island, what three things would you bring with you? Oh, uh, <laughs> I I hate to say it, but is there water on the island? Sure. Okay. If there's water on the island, then I'd bring a pot, uh, probably something where I could start a fire, and probably a tent. Oh, okay. A little bit of shelter, some fire, and a pot, just so maybe I could cook something. <laughs> I literally, I think this question is one of the best personality questions because, like, everybody has such different answers on this. Like, some people are very practical. Like, I'm gonna take care of myself, so I need all these items to like survive. And then I have other people, and they're like, I just want like a good book and my best friend and my dog. <laughs> and you're just like, oh god. <laughs> yeah (laughs) i love it um (laughs) what is the last song that you downloaded on like spotify or apple whatever you listen to uh it was actually uh right where i need to be by gary allen when i was a little kid i remember I was like six and it was when you used to call on the radios on like the bag phone. I don't know if you remember like the bag phone. It was before cell phones in our area. And <laughs> I remember that song played and it's like, all right, up next, uh, call in and you can win a CD, you know? And I was uh-huh. like six and the only, only person I knew was Toby Keith. And I remember hearing that song and it was always my favorite song growing up. And so I ended up like when I won the contest, I, you know, for being like the sixth caller or whatever, I was like, oh, Toby Keith. And they were like, oh, okay. And I was just thinking about that memory the other day because I heard that song on the radio and I was like, oh, I'm just going to go ahead and download that so I can just <laughs> have it with me all the time. <laughs> I love it. 
Um, <laughs> let's see. We'll do one more and well, two more. Um, ooh. If you were a superhero, what would your powers be? Uh, hmm. Maybe being, I don't know, maybe being like Flash, so I could get, maybe, no, I'll probably be on the flies just so I could get somewhere whenever I wanted. There you go. That's kind of cool. I wouldn't want to be invisible because I feel like you would hear a lot of things you're not supposed to. <laughs> right. That's what some people are like, I want to be invisible so I can hear all these secrets. I'm like, do you really though? Like, do you really want to know all of those? Cause like, I feel like that would be miserable. Right. <laughs> or like reading someone's mind or something like that. It's like, ah, that's a lot of pressure. I don't know if I want it. <laughs> right. Well, or what if you're like in a busy subway or something and there's like a ton of people there and you have to listen to all of their thoughts. Like, Oh my gosh, that would get so tiring. Yeah, for sure. Um, what is, and this is my last one that I've got for you. What is one thing a person needs to be happy and why? Oh, I think it's personal happiness. You know, you can go out there and you can try to make everybody else happy. But if you're not personally happy, you know, really, honestly, what's the point? It seems like... Right. It's, that, that just kind of seems where everything stems from is how you feel yourself. And if if you feel great that day, you know, you're going to have a great day. And it just seems like personal happiness is kind of where it's at. I like it. Oh, fun. Well, thank you for coming on, Brady. I really appreciate it. And uh, I, I wish you the best of luck coming into summer and hopefully you don't have any more truck problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's hope not. <laughs> and I appreciate you having me on. This is, this is really, really cool and can't wait for the feedback. <laughs> oh, and I just want to add one more thing. Uh, throughout my college experience and kind of just growing up and that kind of stuff, I want to give a big shout out to my parents and everybody else that's helped me along the way. It sure does mean a lot. And, before we end this, I just wanted to say thank you. Oh, I'm I'm sure they will definitely appreciate that, and uh, they they appreciate having such a very grateful, humble person in their life. <laughs> well, thank you. Of course. Well, you have a great rest of your day. Well, thank you. You as well. Thanks for listening to the Endorse Podcast. And as always, I want to say a huge thank you to Tris Monsick and the Innocents for letting us use Heart of a Fighter for our intro and our outro song. Guys, go check them out if you haven't done so already. Stepped inside the ring before you're letting down the guard. Bells are dingling as you're lying in her arms. Tonight's the night you're going to make her your own. Love her forever and from now on. Heart of a fighter and she's falling for you Head over heels for a broke down fool Punch drunk and love struck in black and blue She's got a heart of a fighter and she's falling for you Got a heart of a fighter and she's falling for you